Welcome back everyone. Today we're going to be sharing light on why love and belonging needs are deemed to be the utmost easiest needs to attain that are part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs motivation theory. So why are love and belonging needs deemed to be the utmost easiest needs to attain that are part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs motivation theory? Without further ado, without further delay, allow me to demystify that answer to that inquiry right here, right now. Most people believe that the needs relegated to Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid are organized in a hierarchy of prepotency, in which basic needs need to always be attained prior to the advent of higher needs being attained. However, this does not always have to be the case. The order in which you attain needs is not always rigid. It can instead be flexible based on external circumstances or individual differences. I would make the contention that it is much more cumbersome. It is much more arduous. It is much more ineffably difficult to attain your psychological needs and safety needs than it is to attain your love and belonging needs. How so, you may ask? Attaining safety needs and psychological needs can be cost prohibitive for most people. Procuring food products, procuring distilled water, financing mortgage payments on an abode can indeed be eminently expensive. Buying vegan supplements can indeed be eminently expensive. Attaining financial stability and financial security can take decades on end. However, as per love and belonging needs, these needs are much easier to attain than psychological needs and safety needs that are relegated to the lower tiers of Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid. Love and belonging needs can be attained for free. You do not have to expend a penny to form meaningful, long-lasting, robust friendships with other people. People are able to have their own families without expending a penny, even though it is ill-advised to do so. They do so all the time. However, to attain safety needs and psychological needs, it can be an overwhelming, Brodnagian task, and it may be an immense challenge that people cannot surmount nor overcome in their lifetimes. That's why so many people become welfare aristocrats. They cannot generate the wealth on their own to be able to afford to attain psychological needs nor safety needs. By becoming welfare aristocrats, people work real prosecutor jobs based on voluntary demand, subsidize the amenities, the luxuries, the accoutrements of the high life, the unlimited money, and the unlimited benefits of welfare aristocrats. In this control market economy, people who work real prosecutor jobs based on voluntary demand are penalized for being productive. The hard-earned money is remitted. It is transferred to welfare aristocrats who refuse to work in incapacity. Welfare aristocrats are 
determined to work in incapacity because they never want to lose their wealth aristocrat status. They know that if they were they know that if they were to work a real prosecutor job based on voluntary demand for an employer, it would cause their standard of living to precipitously plunge into the abyss and that they more than likely would not even be able to attain their psychological needs nor safety needs because most employers are reticent, they are recalcitrant, they are reluctant to ever pay their employees a liberal wage, let alone a subsistence wage. They view their employees as expendable, exploitable, harvestable capital livestock to be harvested for profiteering purposes. It is lamentable, unfortunate, and tragic, but it is what it is. The overarching goal of a company is to maximize the wealth of their shareholders and to maximize their profits. It is not conducive to maximizing the well-being of their employees. Their overarching goal is to pay their employees the absolute minimum amount of revenue for the absolute maximum amount of time worked.